I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of I Love That Ad. This week's we're enjoy. Uh, we are. Oh, that's a. That's not. That's not good. That's not a good start. We're what going happened? to start again. What happened there? Just my brain just. No, uh, we're going melted. with it. We're going with it. We're going with it. <laughs> no, we're no, going no, with it. No, I'm no, going to keep not. this in the edit. I'm going to keep it in the edits, Aaron. So you either go with this now or not. No, either we're way, not. We're, we're shame or not. No, we're not. I'm 100 percent going to use it. This is going to be funny. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad uh, Take Two. We are joined uh, by the enigmatic Paul Colley, Communications and Engagement Manager in Irish Life Corporate Business. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? Hi, Aaron. How are you? Hi, lads. Hi, Shane. How's it going, Paul? Good to have you. And there's Shane as well, joined as always by Shane Brennan, my colleague. Uh, great to have you on the, uh, the show, Paul. I think you have the record for the most listens and comments and likes of our podcast mm-hmm. since uh, since we started. Paul is our audience. <laughs> <laughs> so who's going to listen like, to this? <laughs> the te- the, that, that tenor in the post was 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 most appreciated. Aaron. It's gone very far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really the, the ROI we're getting on that uh, investment is is amazing. I uh, know it's a pleasure to have you on the poll. All those likes have been leading up to this uh, this moment, um, and it's a pleasure to have you on the ad um, on on the show. Can you tell us before we we get into it? Um, you have picked a certain topic for us and theme for us today. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a little bit removed from the day job. So my day job is I work on employee communications, uh, employee experience in. Irish Life Corporate Business, it's a great job, but in my spare time, my hobby, something you'd probably know quite well, Aaron, is quite the uh, political anorak, self-described or self-confessed. And it's a topic, I suppose, going back to something I did with my undergraduate degree, did some kind of further study in it later on. Um, and politics and political campaigning is, yeah, it's something I'm very interested in. And I thought I'd bring couple of examples of my favorite to to the experts you know to to uh <laughs> to, to the, the wider the, community to, to the brains trust of foe and uh, get your take on it you know so yeah i went with some political some political ads today yeah we haven't had a lot of political ads uh at, or, or any really on the, on the show so far um but it's just because um, you're so right wing, Aaron. We think we'll lose it. our complete audience if we bring. We'd up actually politics. get banned off the platforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twitter <laughs> would be like, no, not you're my president. Get, you're going to get demonetized after this. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, straight away. <laughs> yeah. I, keep, I keep a good lid on it most of the time, but uh, you know, it jumps out. It jumps out now and again. But we, I have to. We, I have to cut a lot of stuff out. Put it that I, way. In most I, episodes. <laughs> how many letters from the broadcasting authority at this stage? Oh, too many. Too many to mention. So, Paul, in terms of political ads, then, uh, how would the Irish political ads uh, rank up against, like, the global leaders in the best uh, best stirring ads out there? Well, it's it's a tricky one because actually, in the Irish context, we're not that we're not that used to political campaigns, say, on television. So, my my three ads are obviously video video ads, which I mean, I'm dying to show you. But um, given the legisl- kind of the legislation, the guidelines from the Broadcasting Authority in terms of Ireland, they're really difficult. We also have a thing called a moratorium in Ireland coming up to an election. So there is an emphasis on fairness and impartiality in terms of what's broadcast. And it is some food for thought. It could be an area for foe to actually uh, look into down the road. There is real kind of debate at the moment around reforming some of those guidelines and guidance and, and even this legislation around like online and social media and the use mm-hmm. of political ads in that sphere and you know increased transparency and there was a heads of bill published earlier this year around kind of governing how much money is spent who 
you know, who sets the ad up in a, in a social media sense, because definitely the, the broadcast guys in Ireland are probably missing out and left behind. And also so many Irish people now consume news from overseas and they're not subject to the same yeah, guidance that we are. So, I mean, the home of political advertising for me, and especially on television, is America. It is it is the holy grail. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it, it's, it's for a number of reasons. Like in an Irish context, you know, most people, there is studies to show most people like will vote for somebody or have more chance of voting for somebody that they've met, you know. And then, so that's why a canvas in an Irish context pre-COVID is, is really important. The other thing around that as well is we've real small constituencies in, an, in a US sense. So we don't need the medium of television, for example, to kind of convey messages like that. Whereas looking at, say, a presidential campaign in the US, even primary campaigns in states and the just the geographic spread of the, the place means, you know, medium other than in, per, in person canvassing is going to be more relevant. So that's where the kind of the TV spot can have like an increased power, I suppose. That's kind of the, the context. So it's, it's a vastly different, it's a vastly different kind of political landscape. But as ads go and as political theatre, they they give us something to talk about at least. Because mm. you I always get the, the weird and wacky kind of ones from America. Obviously, you get the, the good, you know, presidential ads. You get the Sarah Palin's like. Yeah, you get the ones that are like, what? And yeah. it, suppose... Is this Saturday Night Live or is this real life? <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I just shot a moose. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'll, I'll protect your rights to show, shoot I, moose in the future. I know we know, I, some, we know some editors who do have in the past worked on um, campaign videos in Ireland for online only. And I know, I think it was ahead of the most recent election, I was talking to one of them about how Facebook had changed their rules around political and it really kind of fucked the system they put in place of little videos and kind of little interviews they'd done with candidates. And then, because I think it's now when you put up social videos and stuff like that, Facebook is like, is, any, is this anything to do with politics? Is this anything to do with... And it delays the live date. So it, it ended up... Um, I think there was a big problem with like trying to get something signed off and up live like the day before it needed to be because there was like a five-day turnaround or a big bigger review process on facebook now um in the, i remember that in the last election but it's just interesting to see like the minute we move into something that's a bit more visual and maybe a bit more entertaining a different regulatory body comes in obviously for right reasons with facebook but um and puts starts to stifle irish politicians moving into that space online um i just thought that was uh that was definitely interesting and also it you the the ads if the lighter we're going to look at american ads because i always think of that episode of mad men where they're talking is it the nixon campaign and the the your man who's your who aaron you'll know because you know mad men better than anyone i'd say uh who's your man who he's a big fan of nixon and he just brings don in and he's like yeah we're running this campaign we're, we're looking at him, we're doing it all for free do you remember that episode? The old guy with the the, the old guy who wouldn't let anyone wear Sanders shoes, guy. who had weird Japanese porn everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was the one, the, the original, the fellow who owned the agency. Yes. I yes, can't yes, remember yes, the yes. character's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, I just always think of that because I always wondered for years. I was like, so when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, they actually bring creative agencies in and they'd have kind of like investment in that candidate <laughs> um, because they stand for maybe some of their clients or something like that you know what i mean but uh yeah it's cool it's a very rich area it's, uh, and it's as you said paul it's it's not something we even can like run parallel with here 
where like it's completely separate. <laughs> I, I love at the start at the start of this, Paul said, you know, Ireland is you know tries to make it fair and partiality. So we're going to look at American ads today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't <laughs> want fair. No, like I mean, it's worth saying. I think like. I, do, I think some of the, the broadcasting limitations and the guidance is is absolutely not fit for a 21st century mm. political campaign. That being said, there is a there is a, a fairness, like a, a principle that we're trying to apply that and, and, a, and, a, and a kind of an ability to dispel misinformation that I think is valuable in our model. Also. I was probably like something to say at the end of all of this, that none of this really matters in that the evidence now is like, like political, like say TV spots in the US, they don't move the dial that much. Mm. Like they, they really don't. And back, like back in the day, they may have had more of an influence, but like there's a lot of evidence now that like, you know, people are so polarized anyway in their yeah. position, it might reinforce them and it's probably good for name recognition and stuff like that. But like it doesn't probably switch somebody in the US context from a Democrat to a Republican. No. So, so, you know, it, they're overstated and people like us probably like to talk about it and talk about yeah. Why we like them, it's, but at it's the same the always time, it's, on, it's the always on Russian spy that really moves the dial over a four year period. That's where the dial moves, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> that your that your granny is 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 sharing on on Facebook. Hundred percent. Yeah. So we can essentially say that advertising doesn't work. You heard it here first. Uh, this will be our last episode uh, because what's the point? Anyway. Yeah. That's good, good night, folks. That's been what a, what a great really way to kick off this this uh, first uh, first clip you're going to show us, Paul. Yeah, well, let's get to it. I think Shane set it up uh, lovely in terms of the reference to Matt to Mad Men a minute ago. And uh, my first uh, selection is called "Prouder, Stronger, Better," or more commonly called "Morning in America." Okay. And um, I will I won't give you any more context right now, great. but there's lots to talk on it. So this okay. is for uh, Ronald Reagan's re-election campaign in 1984. Love it. We'll have a look and then come back. Okay. It's morning again in America. Today, more men and women will go to work than ever before in our country's history. With interest rates at about half the record highs of 1980, nearly 2,000 families today will buy new homes, more than at any time in the past four years. This afternoon, 6,500 young men and women will be married. And with inflation at less than half of what it was just four years ago, they can look forward with confidence to the future. It's morning again in America. And under the leadership of President Reagan, our country is prouder and stronger and better. Why would we ever want to return to where we were less than four short years ago? really really interesting ad it's probably my favorite favorite political ad probably ever and that's not to say it's not incredibly simple and it's not mm -hmm. incredibly um you know like vintage americana but it's a, it's an amazing um it's an amazing piece of work and i i even i, I grew an appreciation for it um kind of after I learned a little bit more even around the context of it. So if we look at, you know, Carter's presidency ends in 1980, Reagan comes to power, not mm -hmm. necessarily, it's a tumultuous time in the US and things, he improves things economically, but they're not, they're not gangbusters. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, they're not uh, out of this world. So when you're running for re-election like that, you do have the power and the, you know, the potency of the presidency, but at the same time you have, um, you know, 
you're not new anymore. You've had four years. So it's a really, you know, it's puppies and picket fences and all those kind of nice things. Um, but the guy who wrote the ad is a guy called Hal Riney, who worked for Ogilvy Mather in San Francisco. That's about the extent of my ad man knowledge around this, right? But he's really famous. And what was really interesting is the Reagan campaign came up with this Tuesday team. They're kind of the superstars. They, they brought Madison Avenue into the campaign. So they brought the ad men like who were selling cars and selling washing machines to mm. middle America into the political campaign. And that was definitely seen as new, you know, and there was an element of under like Reagan's background, you know, in Hollywood, he knew, he knew the kind of the power of imagery and all of that. Um, so they come up with a couple of these ads. Hal Rainey wrote another one called Bear in the Woods, which is all about, you know, the Soviets, <laughs> which is, you know, as, as, uh, <laughs> uh, it's another Love great it. ad. It's Love a great it. ad, but this one is the, is like, it has this Marlboro man quality to it. And actually Hal himself is the voiceover on the ad. And it has that just like real, yeah, Marlboro man quality to it. Um, and they, yeah, they, it, it calls out some of the kind of the most typical kind of reassuring things around around america um ultimately the test of these ads is you know does the candidate win of course like reagan was probably going to win anyway um his opponent was a guy called walter mondale who um only carried his home state uh, so so reagan <laughs> reagan certainly like we're not going to say he won because of this ad but he certainly um he cer it certainly you know was, in, was an impressive victory for him and, and definitely part of it but yeah but they they, they give a a such a convincing argument without sounding like they're having an argument throughout the entire entirety of that ad and i think you use the word the americana there i think it's perfect to sum up this ad it's the it's the raising of the flag it's the children looking in wonder it's the you know the new hope of homes and people getting married and and literally that sheen that's on it that kind of 80s kind of brightness and stuff that it, it is like something it is obviously it's 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 made up because it's an ad but it's it's like if you could shove everything in there all it's missing is an eagle and a hoorah at the end of it like do you know what i mean to be really uh over the top american so paul quick question that wasn't reagan's voice no that was a guy that, called, that was sounds, the writer in my head yeah. that's reagan that's he's insane. actually got a he's actually got a bit of a deeper like this guy's it's better than reagan's yeah voice, I, 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 yeah i always thought that that line at the it's morning i always thought that was reagan anytime i heard mm. that Damn. you know what? i i love the absolute balls of of that copywriter where he's like you know what I'll do i it. wrote this ad this is class i'm pitching it to you now so i'm re in the room reading it to you and you know what i'm gonna do the fucking video as well yeah, i'm gonna charge it. you for it charge <laughs> like just the balls of that i love it what's interesting as well that i just did a, a quick search there that i was the director of this also directed space jam that's uh that's <laughs> just so you know um and as well so he's worked on pepsi he obviously worked with ogilvy yeah. on pepsi for years and pepsi back in the 80s was very like this ad it was all that americana and he worked on um what else michael oh, stuff for michael jackson and as well, hallmark actually. He yeah. worked on loads of Hallmark ads. And I was like, the Space Jam thing, though, I was like, right, I don't, that was his big payday. That was him getting out. Um, but I just was, I thought that was impressive to see that. I was like, that's, that's amazing. Great so ad. Your, is that your favorite ad then, a political ad of all time? 
I, like I would say, I would say so. Like I mean, when you when you say you like a political ad, it doesn't assume necessarily you like the ideology of the the person, you know, who's yeah. in the campaign, right? Yeah. But but just as a piece of Paul just, Connolly, piece of, just uh, caveat the caveat fuck out of the that. Fuck out of it. <laughs> I don't support like, Reaganomics. <laughs> trickle down, yeah, the, trickle the, down. Reagan, but, great lad. Uh, I think there's a couple of conditions on that, or a couple of caveats to call out. But I I think it is very clever as an ad. It's mm. really really clever. A couple of things. Reagan isn't in it. At all, mm-hmm. button like his picture appears in a, as like a little button at the end in terms of approval. Mm. Um, like another thing that I laugh about when I think about the ad is, you know, the number of people who get married is not anyway an economic metric of anything, <laughs> you know. No. But it's it, it evokes optimism and happiness. It's really clever. The copy is really really clever in that regard. Um, and then it's, we have to call out a real maybe negative of the ad or or just like the elephant in the room. It's a complete like it's an overwhelmingly white ad. Yeah. Like that is the like the you know that is a a blatant <laughs> you know elephant in the room. It's uh, it's a, it's appealing to probably white middle America what, uh, to what vote I, for Reagan. What I think is interesting about that as well is you think America in the eighties they're showing us America from the fifties, which because uh, like Manhattan in the eighties was literally hell, and that's yeah. like one of their biggest cities. So like that place was and it, obviously during the eighties it went through a huge huge change around and stuff like that to become the Manhattan that we we know now but like cities in America in the 80s were not good like no. they were dreadful like you wouldn't want to be showing them but yeah I thought that was very interesting they were showing us a, 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 a different America you know I suppose that's the make like America, a leave it right? to beaver exactly yes. like yeah exactly 1950 like yeah. it was like presidential Post-war. assassinations there was yeah. riots you're thinking about you know the civil rights like yeah. all of that is is took place between the 50s and, and Reagan coming yeah, to Korean to War, Vietnamese and, War. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a, like a president leaving in disgrace. So yeah. this is a like confident, genial, generous. Yeah. Um, and I also, I think I, I'm not a fan of attack ads generally. Like I think they're nasty mm-hmm. and it's not my kind of, like there's a spirit of positivity, you know, caveats aside in this ad that I really mm, enjoy and yeah. really like. Great, yeah, uh, great choice cool. uh, to kick yeah. us off. Um, can you give us an intro to the, your next ad? So, so I think in the first ad, the copy does, like the voiceover does all the work. I think you know it's a the the imagery backs that up. In this ad, there is the opposite. Uh, I think this relies on the music, and there isn't any real speech in this ad. And it's we're going forward about oh I do my maths on it like twenty or thirty years, thirty thirty two years maybe two thousand and sixteen. And this ad's called America. And it is for the Bernie Sanders campaign in 2016. Okay, Lovely. cool. Let's have a look. Feel the burn. Let us be lovers, we'll marry our fortunes together. Some real estate here in my bag Counting the cars on the New Jersey turnpike They've all come to look for Bernie Sanders and I approve this message. Yeah, quite different. 
Very different, yeah. Great music. Well, well called out there, Paul. Amazing music. So, um, I really like this ad. I think mm. it's, you know, if this is the podcast, I, lo- I love that ad. Or is it I like this ad or I love that ad? I should I know that. I love this uh, <laughs> It's, Shit. It's, it's I should have known for nothing. <laughs> so I, you know, I really like this ad. No, yeah. it's um, there's so much going on in this actually for an ad that doesn't have any any voiceover in yeah. narration. So, bit of context. I don't know the um, kind of the director on it, but it was it comes out of a very powerful democratic uh, media kind of consultancy firm in consultancy firm in DC. So they're called Divine Mulvey and Longabow. Um, which is real catchy. Yeah. And again, <laughs> so this is, <laughs> you know, say that with a couple of shanties on you. Yeah. Um, again, an ad that was premiered in <clears throat> January 2016 in primary season. So Sanders is running for the Democratic nomination mm-hmm. and it was a TV spot. It, it went, it was a double, it was a twofold ad. So obviously they're a campaign that really understand the power of a social and viral um it went on YouTube. It had like a million views within a couple of hours. That's the technical term for it. I don't know what that is. But it also was pl- played in Iowa and New Hampshire as TV spots, which are really crucial um, battleground, kind of the, the first mm-hmm. first in the nation style primary. So you get a bit of momentum. A candidate will get a bit of momentum if they do well in those states. And um, it was reshot when the New York primary came around. Again, another criticism of this ad, to be totally honest with you, I love it, but, you know, again, it's overwhelmingly rural, agricultural, yeah. white. Um, so they reshot it in New York and it looks a little bit grittier and it's, mm. you know, visual of, of 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 kind of stuff in the Empire State. So it's a really cool ad. And I think the, the most notable thing about it is you hear, especially during the Trump presidency and his campaigns of all the artists who said they wouldn't allow their music to be used in his campaign like he ended up with some like i don't know who he ended up with he did like, end up with someone ridiculous didn't yeah he? he nobody wanted their music to be associated with his campaign so when you, when you think about you know two of the crankiest arseholes in the music industry giving their i know yeah. you know aaron you're a massive paul simon fan and I'm in the same boat. And Shane's a but, massive Garfunkel fan, so like we're all here so, in the room. But 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 I think the sub the subtext is really interesting in this ad in terms of allowing Bernie Sanders. Like you know, did Sanders bring these bring you know S- uh, Simon and Garfunkel back together? Did he did he create <laughs> did he create a moment of consensus or harmony for them? Can Would we do, do that, that for, for our country, America? Maybe we exactly. Vote for him. You know exactly. So I think that to me is. Um, it's really interesting that the music speaks loud to me in this ad. It, um, the, the ad screams to me that it's it's respecting the audience in the sense that it's not treating them like idiots. It's letting them put two and two together. Like the lyrics of the song, they look for America. We should all welcome our arms. You know, that whole epitaph on the Statue of Liberty. You know, so everyone, everyone sh- this should be a home for, for people who need the home. And that's, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, from memory, that is completely the opposite of what was coming from the other side of 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 the, yeah, the ballot wall. paper um exactly so um, it, but it didn't spell it out it did just here's the song and here's and here's sanders is about campaign. was about the dreamers that was a big big thing for him as well wasn't it like i what i think is was interesting about this it just brought me back to that crazy time in 2015 when trump coming down the golden staircase and he was just destroying like just bullying republicans in debates 
because they hadn't been bullied since high school and it was like like no sense like every tweet he said was absolute gold you were like i can't believe he said this this is the end of him and uh, it just wasn't and then i remember when the hype bernie was getting and the no hype hillary was getting but it was trying to force hype and then bernie ended up getting screwed over and split his base into people either deciding not to vote for hillary or even changing to the other extreme as a kind of dirty protest vote to go with trump and i just remember bernie just being so interesting compared to hillary and i just i would have loved to have seen it being bernie versus trump that would have been the the election i, I wanted to see in 2016 that'd be a great episode of curb your enthusiasm oh bernie versus trump would have been amazing. <laughs> those debates those debates would have been a thing of beauty <laughs> Bernie would have, it just would have been amazing the fear in your eyes Paul as, as Shane has said I would have loved to have seen it like I mean From TV. there are there are things about this ad as well that relate or that can kind of connect us to the other ad so if you think about Reagan's trying to make people move on like bring, bring you know as Shane mentioned earlier bring people back to the 1950s like this song from Simon and Garfunkel Things from 1968 is is all about kind of you know peace, not division. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you know, uh, unity. The Vietnam War was going on. There was fight yeah. again, fighting for civil rights. So there's a there's a symmetry there in what they're trying to to do with the music, with this modern kind of imagery, and it is very. I think it's very powerful. Um, now, ultimately, it didn't work. No. <laughs> you know, Bernie <laughs> no. lost. No. No. <laughs> you know, because it, it was never... And that's probably to, to Trump's strength. And not only Trump's strength, but I actually think Sanders' message was too complex, mm. if anything. Like, you know, let like people who want to talk in terms of subtlety and shade and light, are they're going to need more time. And they need people's attention for longer. And that's not necessarily how politics, especially kind of big like yeah. politics in the US works like that. You know, yes, we can cut through a lot more. Yeah. You know, lock her up, you know, make America great again, cut through a lot more than, you know, you know, they've all come to look for America. Like that, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? It's it's a very, yeah, we yeah. know kind of what he's getting at, but it's yeah. because it's subtle. It's muddy. I, yeah. It is muddy. Mm-hmm. It is muddy. And Paul, yeah. is, there, is there a trend from like, that's obviously uh a really good ad we've seen from both sides, the Republican and the Dem- Democrat mm. side of the house. The, the broadcasting authority would be so proud of me. Tick in the boxes, tick in the box. But is is there a trend that, and this is just based on the two ads we've seen there and some of the ones we've seen from, from the, the recent campaign, uh, that the Democrat side of the house, they go for the more kind of, arty kind of you know inspirational music with a you know like a bruce springsteen track or a paul simon track and try and get the butterflies going whereas the republicans go with kind of very tactical messaging and striking imagery or is am i just making all that up i i don't think no i know what you're trying to say but i i don't think it's that clear cut, if no, I'm being okay, honest. No. Like there is a there is a sense that Republicans traditionally, and we can't like not like let's go back to you know say like go from Reagan's time. There is a there is a sense of them rallying around the flag a little more, and that that does appeal, you know, to a certain demographic. They probably you know would evoke military, you know, that the trappings the of the republics, the true mm-hmm. all that. I, they're probably quicker to do that. I don't know where it was referenced, but there is this kind of mommy problem that the Democrats have. 
You know, they want to mind everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's not always as compelling. I, I don't know if they have the if they have the the upper hand in terms of the creative. But even if they do, it doesn't mean I don't think it means a lot. It doesn't because, mean success. No, it doesn't. doesn't. And and it might be something for us to talk about in terms of this looks lovely or this mm. looks visually m- more pleasing. There is a there is evidence that, you know, generally speaking, the electorate don't really like attack ads. They don't like negative mm-hmm. um ads or they they, they aren't uh, as keen on them as they are on positive ads. So this Bernie ad from 2016, it came, you know, in a bipartisan kind of polling, it, it polled as the kind of the most hopeful ad in the campaign. 80% of viewers said the ad made them feel a little bit more hopeful. And half of those people who viewed that were Republicans. So this right. came out of Vanderbilt University after that. So there is an element yeah. of like, maybe, maybe they evoke hope better, but I think fear probably is a more compelling, <clears throat> is a more compelling thing to sell you know if you want a quick win and it, it, it would work better there are loads of examples during the cold war of ads that just preyed on people's fear yeah. what's um, that like classic I mean, one with the phone there's a phone yeah. ringing or something. who do you want to answer the phone you yeah. know and, oh, yeah <laughs> and all, <laughs> there's the history as well of like remaking these ads generations later as well and i think trump ran ran something something around that like as in we don't mm-hmm. want hillary to answer the phone um Again, their influence is probably overstated, but you would think with the like, like the Democrats call on like Alicia Keys, Bruce Springsteen, you know, they yeah. call on the, you know, they get the, they get the license to use Simon and Garfunkel music. There is a, there is maybe an artistry in the Democratic side of this, but I mean, I don't think that matters it, at the end of the day. <laughs> I think it's definitely falls down to, um, there's an awful lot more political alignment with, with artists generally you know that they would be more liberal you know what i mean they for years they would have been about legalizing it <laughs> which wouldn't have been like there is you'd see it like it's like i as you were saying paul about people not letting trump use their music do you know what i mean that that says it all because they don't want to be and especially in in this climate it's very important who you're politically aligned with and what they state as, as an artist because the last thing you want is for sales to tank or um but then you're always surprised. I'm always surprised when I find out, like, uh, like, because you always think of, I, I think of actors, right? You th- I think every actor is a Democrat. And then you find out they're not. And then, but because in your head, you're thinking of uh, Charlton Heston, Clint Eastwood, all these real staunch, like, from my cold dead hands type uh, pro gun men. Um, but I think definitely there is a more in your face artist, like, I don't want to say virtue signaling, but kind of, I am of this party and I'm an artist and this is what I feel. I believe in socialism or I believe in whatever. Um, whereas the kind of Republican artists are potentially a little bit more quiet or something like that. I don't know. But I, I, I think that's maybe, I don't know, of course not the right word, but I feel like it's, it's more cool to be a Democrat. It kind of like, you know what I mean? And Clinton, Clinton did that as well. <laughs> like with his saxophone and stuff like that. And I think it's kind of, it falls in like all you got to do is look at an awful lot of like you look at snl like look at you, you look at what, who who gets made fun of like look at all the talk shows when there's a republican president in they all have ammo and everyone's wondering what the fuck are they going to talk about when a democrat gets in for the next four years it tanks their viewership so um i think definitely hollywood in particular sure has a huge huge alignment but um yeah it's interesting i don't think i don't think i think to paul's point i don't think that results in success though at all like and I probably the numbers say it doesn't, <laughs> like um, completely. So it's uh, but it's an interesting take on it. 
the final thing I suppose is the the amount of money that's spent in the US context. I mean, it's 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 immoral to be honest with you. Like mm. it, for for something that doesn't move the needle that much, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, the yeah. they they do little to persuade voters, and <clears throat> at the end of the day, there's there's these massive war chests that like the only one winning really are you know Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Google, and you know the networks, um, mm. and um, I think you know voters are are not paying that much attention. Mm. Yeah, no, 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 completely. And like, that's interesting because you imagine, I, I assume there must be someone who was willing to know we'll run it this way or we'll change how we run. And either it's not succeeded for them, but probably not for the reasons they think. You know what I mean? There's an awful lot of that kind of, does it work or doesn't it? Well, we have the money, so spend it. You know what I mean? So uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's a constant circle and it's just growing. Like you're like, oh no, where we spent? We had a hundred million last year to spend on this. Well, now we've got a hundred and fifteen because we need to beat them. <laughs> and it's something campaigns report out on. Actually, you know, at yeah. the end of the quarter, they talk about ad buys. They talk about it's seen as a metric of success. Mm. Um, so it is. It, but I think the I think the emphasis is wrong, and it goes back to does it pay? Like, does it solve problems for real people? And if it isn't doing that, then I think it's just interesting stuff for yeah, yeah. the media class to talk about. And this you is, and I. This yeah. is really giving me an old uh, hanker to watch the West Wing now. Uh, just oh, <laughs> all the jargon and, and walk and talk. And Aaron, I was and only all. watching it because Aaron got me watching um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? And um, there's the episode where both Amy and Peralta's fathers. It's um, uh, Josh and Santos. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it took me a minute to realize. I was like, oh, I want to watch the West Wing. <laughs> Great actors. Uh Another good one, Paul. Thanks very much. Let's yeah, uh, let's move on to our, our final one. Uh, <laughs> final, last but not least, what's uh, what's the intro to this? Yeah, well, we're coming home. We're coming to Ireland, and Yo. we're going to um, two thousand and Jesus, two thousand sixteen. Um, we're going to the marriage equality referendum, and I'm going to share this ad with you. It's organised by a group, a wonderful group who do amazing work on advocacy for lesbian gay bisexual transgender young people called belong to mm -hmm. and they came together with a coalition of many kind of children's rights organization during the marriage equality campaign and came up with an ad called bring your family with you so that's our third ad Will you come with me? I wouldn't miss it for the world. Mum, come on, it's time. Get him. Maybe he's not coming. Anna, would you like to 
like a lift to the polling station. Is there room for Auntie Patsy? I go on. By voting yes on May 22nd, we can change forever what it means to grow up LGBT in Ireland. Ask your family to come on this journey with us. seen that ad really I, I, I had, I, yeah i had seen it i was just going through it there though like i recognize that's brian gleason that's the man from brassic that's uh like, it's like a who's who are the ifters yeah yeah ex <laughs> that's exactly what i'm sorry but, but, but before it was obvious that there's obviously loads of famous faces in there and actors mm -hmm. in there I was completely thrown by Eric Lawler coming out. In the I know. I couldn't remember his name. I was just like, <laughs> like, that's Eric what, Lawler. What is this? Eric Lawler. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so I misspoke. It's 2015 and 2016. But anyway, so uh, I, I wanted to, I suppose, finish with an Irish context mm -hmm. and maybe talk about the future. Because if we go back to like the reform that's, po that's probably coming in the digital age in terms of electioneering in Ireland, I think we're going to see a lot more of this. Um... And like, I don't think it's a particular, like, it's charming. I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to shit on it because I like it and yeah. I'm, I'm drawn to it. But it like, it, you know, these are all volunteers, like they all give up their time for a mm -hmm. campaign. So it's very cause based. So massive respect, like massive respect to everybody involved. Directed by, written and directed by Eva Kelleher and Hugh Rogers, produced by Invisible Thread Films. And as Shane mentioned, the cast you know, you bring bring Gleason, Aaron Heffernan, Ruth McCabe, Steve Wall. Did you see Steve Wall in there? Uh, Elva Trail, Kelly Campbell, Eric Lawler, Alan Archibald, Scott Graham, Jane, Sarah Jane Seymour, Emmy O'Callaghan. Like Steve Wall was the dad, uh, the man of the tractor. Yeah, Steve Wall. yeah exactly. I, I like, love, can we talk way. about how can we talk about how young Auntie Patsy is as well? Like that, that <laughs> there's something wrong there in terms of the casting. But yeah, anyway. and and like the... she's from Red Rock, I think. I love this. Yeah. Like the the walls are are they're obviously uh they're 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 well known Claire people, but the the fact is like okay let's show that you know farmers <laughs> you need to bring farmers on board, right? Let's get a really old vintage tractor and a paddy cap. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. That'll do. And lash it on <laughs> and Steve Wall. He kind of looks like a bogger. And Auntie Patsy's about thirty and she's getting a perm. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like God bless. so, I do think it has the mess. Like let's go to the messaging on it, which is really clever that they belong to that, that as part of the marriage equality or the yes for equality campaign we're going through at that stage um their their campaign was middle ireland right mm -hmm. they wanted to convince they would there wasn't a significant cohort of people in the kind of young and liberal camp if we want to use that kind of in inverted commas yeah. kind of a camp to win the to win the election or to win the referendum pardon me so what do they have to do? They had to convince Middle Ireland. And this was part of a campaign, including, like, at, this was about two or three weeks out, maybe a week out, they had Mary McAleese give a speech where, like, Mary McAleese could be your man, right? Yeah. She's as Middle Ireland. She is our man. Is our, yeah. She's our collective man, yeah. right? We all stand Mary, mm. right? Um, and, you know, she was a 
Fianna Fáil nominated candidate for president, ter- served two terms, left office with really high approval rating. Mm-hmm. Not that it really matters in an Irish context for a president. But she's kind of like our man for life. Yeah. Um, and she was giving a speech where she said her family's voting yes. I belong to organise that. And it, was a, it was a good speech. It's on YouTube. It's worth watching. She's incredibly compelling. But this video was part of that kind of campaign to, to convince Middle Ireland. And I really do think it does a really good job of doing that. Mm-hmm. It, it was only went online. It's up around 600,000 uh, views now, which is not insignificant in an Irish context. But when you scroll the comments, the views are from all over the world. Mm. Um, mm. An interesting thing about this, uh, John Oliver covered it on Last Week Tonight at the time. Really? Right. And he kind of said the first bit of the ad is kind of like that they're taking all the old people off to old people heaven. Like, <laughs> if you think about it, <laughs> come oh. on, it's your time. Yeah. Are we going? <laughs> yeah. you know? I need you my know, inheritance. <laughs> Get on the bus. So there is a playful element to it uh, as well. Yeah, Aaron, why, like, what are your thoughts on it? I, I, I think it, I think it's a great selection beyond just the ad that we actually just saw there. Uh, like, I'll forgive the, the 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 Eric Lawler and the Steve Wall bit, but I can't forgive the Gleason son not saying calling calling him dad, and he's clearly not his dad. He's not Brendan Gleason that comes out of the pool. Yeah, where was Brendan? I wonder if that was scripted and it didn't line up. <laughs> that 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 screamed that to me. That was like they were trying to get Brendan, and it just wasn't yeah, working. Yeah, but then, so then, then where's Sirsha? Where's Sirsha Rowan? But then you have you know. the you definitely have Brendan's agents where they're going. Yeah, no, he'd like to do it, but he doesn't want to look like a bigot coming out of the station first. I know there's a twist at the end, but like yeah, we yeah. have his <laughs> we have his uh, you know image to, to career to, to, to think to look about. At. No, but um, the, the the reason I think it's a great selection is. Is that campaign as a whole beyond the belong to, mm. but the actual movement? I think is the only way you could describe it. And I know we've had the repeal of the ace that came after it in terms of an, another movement, but this was the first campaign that 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 I've noticed from that really had the whole country moving in in in, in and talking about it in a really kind of positive way. And like a except for Ross fe- Common, they felt there's such momentum. Yeah, and Ross, steam. Ross Common is the only place they missed out. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. They didn't do enough media buys in Ross Common. No, no, no. Uh, but but it and that's why I thought it was a great campaign because it was such a different type of yeah voting uh, campaign that that I've ever experienced. I don't know if if other generations have. It was great crack, like I really yeah. And like it. we have to give a shout out to former kind of classmate of mine, Craig Dwyer was kind of really heavily involved in the digital mm. side of things or in terms of the, the Yes Equality campaign. They ran an incredible campaign. Ultimately, if we're talking here in, in terms of ads in, in your business, it's to convince something to somebody to do something or to buy something. Yeah. Or in this case, it's to govern, it's convince people to tick a box or to, you know, number give somebody number one if it's a general election. And it did that. It conveyed and compelled enough. Like the other thing that was involved in both the repeal and the marriage equality referendum as well is coming home to vote. So they created the viral yeah. movement online around, mm. you know, young people coming home to vote. I'm I'm really proud of a country that we live in where, you know, this campaign won. Like it's yeah. a great statement about the country. Um, but I, and I think it's just an interesting ad. It's an interesting piece on the internet to... I think show the future of creative like it was like the code line music's good as well in it like yeah, it i mean works. that's not when we talk about music and ads mm. it's it so, does work it's good a big song a bit, at the time i think it it could be it could be i think the music could have been a little bit more upbeat i i mean mm. it's a bit it's a big tune though it was a big tune at that time very big tune yeah. like what i think is in what i think is interesting with this right if we're going to look at it creatively is the opportunity that was 
so I think they they landed on an opportunity what there was people who are maybe older will just not vote do you know what I mean it'll be as opposed to them going in and voting no and I remember this around the time there'll be an awful lot of people who'll just be like ah I won't vote about it and hence why I think an awful lot of the younger characters are trying to get the older people to vote regard irregardless it's just like come on we're going to the polo station come on we're going it's implied that you're going to vote yes but they aren't you know what I mean there's no there's no negative bickering around oh I won't bring her to vote because she's going to vote no because that's another opportunity creatively to visually represent that it's like I don't want my granny to vote because she's she's not going to vote the way I want to vote so I think they're kind of and I remember this conversation around the time was that there was an awful lot of people there, there was a bit of a concern that people will just not be moved was getting, by it getting, do you know what I mean it's just getting uh, get, if you get the, the feet the day there was yeah. brands that were like, I'll give you lifts. The, yeah. I think my taxi at the time were, were doing free to polling stations. Des Bishop was tweeting, I'll it, give anyone a lift in was, this part of it Dublin. It reminded me an Stuff awful like lot of the, in a very less manicured sense, the voter die campaign in the States, when um, you have an awful lot of just trying to get the younger vote out because they know potentially what way the younger vote might go for them. So they're like, just get the numbers up, just get the numbers up. And I think what was interesting, creative, what that said to me and what they, I think the, the opportunity they landed on there was try and make sure younger people are galvanized to offer people lifts, to be confident enough to be like, no, 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 we're, we're going to remove this barrier of maybe the person getting their hair done. And it doesn't suit that day, I'm getting my hair done. So your granny, that's the only thing she does on that day. You know what I mean? That's her event. So it's kind of like, go to your mom, being like, come on, mom, we're going. And it, it was really kind of giving that younger generation, they were acting like the parent. It was like, it was acting like how we would have grown up to be like, come on, you've got to go to train and get in the car. You know, the parent, like, we're going to your granny's, we're going here, we're going to church, we're going to this. And it was the younger generation, which was very, it was massively contrasting to what we'd be used to seeing. Um, and like for her to even, like even at the start with the Steve Wall one, for her to go and interrupt him, doing like out in the field doing work and be like come on it was kind of really setting the bar to be like go interrupt it doesn't matter what they're doing you go get them and you bring them and the fact that Brian Gleason was like calling on the way and then eventually found him and it was almost like this oh, oh what's gonna happen um I just thought that was very interesting as an opportunity to kind of focus on and who they were trying to, to what way they were trying to get the um their their base moving and g give them an action that's not necessarily aggressive, but positive. You know what I mean? It was a it was a positive action. Get people voting, and the implication is probably that they might they might vote along with you. You know, I don't know. I just thought that's what they were trying to do from a creative point of view. I I obviously have a theme which is kind of positive, optimistic, yeah, happy, very happy, positive. Uh, political ads. I, I suppose Shane to to add to your point, I think as well it shows the fundamental decency of Irish people. Yeah, and. They're drawing on that. And I would say for me, it evokes that idea of we need my mom and my dad mm -hmm. and your mom and your dad to give us something. So my mom and my dad have marriage. So there's yeah. a lot of people asking their parents, kind of, will you give this to me mm -hmm. for the person that I love? And I think it's incredibly powerful in that regard. Yeah. It's not overly preachy no. and it's not vitriolic or overly. Yeah, you're right. It, it hits the spot it wouldn't offend that many people no. I think even those diametrically opposed to it could watch that and be charmed by Eric polishing the glass but it's a you know for me that's what it is it shows the decency and that's always like 
you know, the phrase around appe- appealing to our better angels. And I think that kind of does that, mm. you know. And at the start, you think for 15 minutes to some sort of grandparent apocalypse that we're gathering them all up for. <laughs> to, to get rid of <laughs> them. Yeah, so yeah, I'll send them to England this weekend so they don't vote against us. But it's, um, <laughs> I think... I think though you 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 hit the nail on the head there, Paul, with something, and it's 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 a rarity. I get this feeling in this country. It's it is a, a sense of pride about this for politically. It's kind of like it was one of those things that I don't know. I think our generation, I felt our whole generation felt very involved with it, and mm. there was an awful lot of bridging of generations ideologically, because the conversations were had that maybe were never discussed before. Um. And I thought it, it did an awful lot for how politics will eventually be shaped in this country. And kind of it was just moving on and being like, OK, yeah, you can make a difference. It galvanized, I think, an awful lot of young people to be like, yes, we can ha- you can have an impact here. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be civil war politics. Not Stuff doesn't have to always stay the same way it was for the last hundred years. You can literally change something. And I just thought it was a very... It was a really cool campaign. It was a really cool thing to see happen in our lifetime as well, and to somewhat feel part of. Um, and I just thought it was a great, it was a great day for the parish. You know, unless you're a parish in Roscommon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And kudos, like I, I think you have to talk about the the yes equality campaign mm. and the I, I from my from just the way me observing it and be, like and in my own little way trying to to contribute. But there was the campaign that was run, ran was i would say the most like forensically organized yeah. and coordinated um i'm sure those on the inside of that campaign were like oh jesus like this is really chaotic mm. but it felt so Tactical. cohesive yeah. it felt so together like there was the, and also it was something that was, uh, that was positive mm-hmm. it was always kind of we're going to we're going to go high we're going to go um take the high moral ground in this regard we're going to not go into the negativity on it and it, you know the campaign and the activists led the politicians on this and i think shane to, to your point it galvanized so much support because it wasn't party political yeah like you know people were able to rally around this cause and this goodness um that we wanted to express to our you know our friends and family and neighbors um who wanted to marry the person that they love and it was it's a message that was you know, it just resonated with mm-hmm. it. But they hit, they did hit the nail on the head. Like, they knew exactly we need to get Middle Ireland. And I mean that, like, mass-going Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil voters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. we need to get mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did that quite quite succinctly. And yeah. credit to them, there, you know. There's a few good documentaries actually on the campaign. Yeah. Isn't there? There's one, the, yeah. the 34th. And there's another one, I think, by someone else, by Coco Productions. or I don't know. But I remember I have one recorded on Sky, and I, I got it started, and then... I haven't got to finish it yet, but I think they go into good detail onto, around the campaign and, as you said, like the cohesion and what their strategy was because there was yeah. a lot of strategy. It wasn't spray and pray. Like. No. Great. Great. Dave, uh, that was the other side, Shane. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the other side. Just don't. Just don't. It's bad. Uh, love it. Uh, there's some great selection, uh, Paul. Thanks very much uh, for those. Before we let you go, um, can't let you off the hook with your own uh, area of expertise which is internal communications employee engagement uh is there is there some great examples of ads in in that sphere or is it all very tactical based with your 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 employee base that you're working with so i think there's a connotation around ads that's a bit of trickery involved or we're trying to 
Uh, I'm, I'm on thin ice here with two admins, not. but <laughs> you know, no, we um, tell the truth I, all the time, Paul. All the time. I think we have to draw in internal comms and in employee engagement. We have to draw on some of the best things about advertising, mm-hmm. and I think it, internal communications will cut through the noise for an employee yeah. when we talk to their heart and not their head. So I think. If we look at the model of internal communications, traditionally, it's like very HR led. It's uh, legalese. It's, you know, if you look at example, my dad, who would have a job for 30 years in the same place. And if he gets a letter from his employer or a communication from his employer, he'll read it because they pay his bills. And that's the way his brain works. You know, I'll turn up every day. I'm just so grateful to have a job. You know, they've looked after me, all of this sort of stuff. I think the, the employee landscape is completely changing totally thrown thrown asunder as well with with covid and so much remote working and hybrid working i think people in my job are now competing for the attention of our employees so the same way you're competing for the attention of prospective buyers or people who you're trying to engage with a product or service or we're do i think we do the same now in our space so i'm sitting in my bedroom or in my spare room trying to work and connect with my colleagues around the country and so how do we cut through two things i think one is content like same as 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 your industry right content is king how have we got something compelling to say have we got something that people what's in it for the employee so that's first and foremost in our mind and the second thing is we have to move the conversation from here where we're talking to employees up here but we want to have a conversation to here Mm -hmm. where we get a reaction that's a bit more emotional like we need to communicate with humans with humanity (laughs) we can't we have to do more than just um tell people they need to do this because we're their employer. So your, your content isn't just dreams of we pay your rent and pay your bills and just keep pushing that out. No, I, I don't think that works because we have a multi-generational workforce and there's so many people employed, wonderful people that I work with, who they're there because of the cause, the purpose, which is helping people, in our case, helping people build better financial futures or better yeah. futures in general. So they're motivated by more than just keeping a roof over their head. They want to do a great job and... I think we're competing constantly now with phones, with all these other like instant messages. So if I want to get a message through to employees, it's like, they're like going, well, you know, make it worth my while. Like, why should I care about what you have to say? In a different context, um, I worked in an environment where I was responsible for some health and safety communication. So if you're in a construction sector, we want an employee to engage with our comms because it could save their life. Yeah. Literally. So we can't just say we're the boss or like I'm speaking on behalf of my my business and you need to listen because we pay your bills. I think it does a disservice to employees and it's just lowest common denominator stuff. I think we have to put effort into it. Mm. So in our case, it's a, we have an employee social network. We have kind of, we practice really good kind of traffic control in terms of what we bombard people in their inbox with. We try and have a lot of fun um, and just, yeah, make it, make it, make the comms engaging and, and, as you know interactive and and just putting a smile on people's faces we can but ultimately connecting them back to here which is how we drive behavior change in in a business positive behavior change you know can't speak to here anymore i think we have to treat you know treat employees the way um my missus would look at buying a pair of Louboutins, right? There's nothing rational about buying a pair of 600 euro shoes. Yeah. Nothing rational at all. What, but you look that, are uncomfortable. <laughs> that are uncomfortable. <laughs> that, are, that are hideously yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. You can't but, bike but, in them. But, 
there's something in, there's something in here that tells her that this would make her life better. She's you know, and not just lie to it. You know, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah, she knows that you've actually right. just describing. Or in my case, you're just describing <laughs> why advertising works. <laughs> you've gone full so, so, so exactly why it matters that I want to spend X amount of money on an expensive bottle of whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. It's not my. It doesn't make any sense up here necessarily. Now, in Aaron's words, it makes sense. You know, it's an investment. You know, whereas he I'm like, I'm going to drink. Crap, like. <laughs> I'm going to drink it too. So I think it's. All right, what are we going to rat out with Shane? This just seems to be going around here. Perfect. So that's definitely the, the way it's changing. And it's something that I think, you know, my the best counterparts in terms of, of employee comms are thinking about every day, which is moving people here. You know, it's it gone are the days of just telling people what to do. And we have to treat our employees with a little bit more respect than that. Hmm. That's, a, that's an absolute piece of gold right there. Yeah. Um, appreciate it you sharing that uh paul but and thanks very much for, for coming on the, the the episode we're we're going way over time so we actually are going to have to to leave it there uh paul Colley, communications and gen and uh, engagement manager in irish life corporate business thank you so much uh for your time really appreciate it and if, Pleasure, lads. Thanks for if having you're me. Uh, watching uh this or uh, you can get the full or you're listening to this you can get uh, uh see the examples of the ads my brain's just shutting down yeah go to the uh, website lads yeah, go to the website, go to the website. <laughs> Okay, thanks very much, guys. Take care, guys.